Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Boss Level, a podcast where we feature conversations with guests who have leveled up, bringing an XP boost to the table. This week, you're here with me, Psyche, and the incredible Milady Confetti. Hey, Confetti, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. It's so nice to record with you again. Yes, it's been too long. <laughs> it really has. I feel like there's so many, like there's so much space between each of the episodes where we get to record with each other and it's wild. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to you talking to Jess, talking about needing to play games together. When are we going to play Stardew Valley together? Stardew Valley needs to happen. Yes, there's multiplayer. We need to do it. Oh, well, then soon. <laughs> Hell yeah. I yes. know that. <laughs> I would love that because I've been enjoying all of your like TikToks and stuff from your journey into Stardew Valley and the wildness that just seems to come out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's that's ridiculous. pretty, that's it's pretty on brand for me. <laughs> so today's episode, we are joined by Da Purple Sharpie, also known as Sharpie, an American fighting game content creator, influencer, and show host. She is known for being the first woman to commentate Evo Online, organizing fighting game tournaments at Xanadu Games, and co-founding Combo Queens. Hi, Sharpie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, both of you. I really appreciate it. And that did a lot of justice to everything I've done. I, I feel like a more succinct version of everything that I do is I really like playing video games, and any way I'm able to integrate that, I'll literally like integrate that into my life. That's what I do. <laughs> That's awesome. I respect that completely. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. You know, um, I just came back from Evo. Evo was about a week and a half ago. It's the biggest mm-hmm. fighting game event inside of the world. And as you stated, I was the very first woman to ever commentate Evo online last year, uh, cool. which was the very first year that they had it. I was the only woman there. And this year I was wow. one of the very first people to ever commentate Skullgirls Top 8 at Evo, which wow. was at Evo for the very first time. So I'm really excited. Uh, it was really awesome. But I also, more specifically, got to host Multiverses, which is the number one fighting game in the world right now. So that yes. was like a really big flex. My mom tuned in and everything. It was, it was oh. huge. <laughs> Can I say, I, 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 I logged into TikTok, uh, I think that was Friday or Saturday, and I saw you talking about your family pulling up and yeah. like you not reading con- the the um, 
Twitch chat, um, which I'm glad, like, because when I was doing hosting, I didn't read Twitch chat at all. And I'm very glad I didn't do that. <laughs> I went back for like, saw it for one second. I'm like, ooh, that's brutal in there. But then your whole family pulled up and was defending you in chat. I was like, that's that's fire. <laughs> they were taking names. One of my mom's cousins is like literally a drill instructor with a police academy in California. Like he was trying to get people like taken down from the Internet and stuff. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all, these are random children on the Internet. Like they can't hurt me. I get paid regardless of what they say about me. You all like I just know that I had to have a real conversation with her and be like, Mom, it's OK. This is not the first time it's happened to me. My sponsors will hire me regardless. As long as I don't engage with them, you can do whatever you want. Just like don't get me in trouble. Don't interrupt my bag. Like, But it was, it was cute. It was real. It's just like it's a part of I think a lot of people forget that gaming isn't just like white people inside of this space it's not just men it's not just people who identify as as female either and so Mm -hmm. when i get to the intersection of being like a queer black femme presenting person on the internet there's not always positivity that's met here and i have to like remind my family that even though they they're not used to people speaking to me this way that's how people treat me on the internet very frequently, Mm -hmm. especially people that don't know me. And they just needed to understand that and understand I was collecting the bag regardless, you know, and (laughs) Mm -hmm. they were happy for me. Very, very happy. But I love the multiverses community. Most of the people were sending me love and support. And that's all I ever focus on. I still don't read Twitch comments and can't nobody pay me to do that. So (laughs) (laughs) to be fair, I respect that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's hard. I like I I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like if you're not what is seen as the default in the Twitch space or in the online content creation space. It's wild, the amount mm-hmm. of toxicity. And especially if you're at an intersection between communities, it's it's like, it's got to be really tough. And it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be that your family have to come to defend you. But I mean, amazing that you have that kind of support network. That's really, really cool. Yeah. To be fair, it helped that they knew I was getting paid a lot of money for the <laughs> event. Like, this is the very first time they've ever seen me do this. Mm-hmm. And it was a big enough achievement. Like, Evo is the biggest fighting game event mm-hmm. in the world. There are people who have never heard of fighting games and certain other games, but they've heard of Evo or they recognize certain aspects of Evo. So I felt like it was really an important milestone for me to bring mm-hmm. my family into something that I haven't necessarily felt comfortable doing before that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess let's get into character select and learn a little bit more about you. Could you maybe kind of give us an idea of the backstory behind your name, Dead Purple Sharpie? Where did that come from? I don't legally think I'm allowed to tell you. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I apologize about that, but I will say that suffice it to say I had a significantly different username that I don't feel okay. comfortable discussing why it came about, but sure. it did. And it was Sharpie um, okay. or some form of Sharpie. And then... After a um, conversation that I had with a certain unknown brand that I will not mention for legal purposes mm-hmm. here, I rebranded to something that was not as recognizable of an IP and much more of my own, not copywritten specifically. Okay. So gotcha. um, funny story, though. Very funny story. Uh, back in 2018, when I first started like getting a little bit more notarized inside of the fighting game community mm-hmm. with Dragon Ball Fighters coming out, I actually applied to uh nestle gamings or nestle inc which is the organization that like owns the ip of sharpie right Mm -hmm. and i sent them this whole email and i was like hey here's who i am here are my stats here's my deck uh you guys should sponsor me because i'm gonna be huge one day and they're like in a really classic just like huge corp way they were like we send out sponsorships we don't respond to inquiries have a good time just so you know, we don't discriminate also and have a good day. And I was uh-huh. like, okay. So, okay. <laughs> very, very boilerplate legal for purposes like unknown. We have no clue who you are. We don't care who you are. And like, we're not sponsoring you. And I was like, dang, I'm going to make sure that they regret that. And they did. Hell yeah. Or I, I hope that they do. I hope that they understand how much like opportunities, how much money I could have made them if we were just aligned. But yeah, yeah shout outs to actual brands that work with me. <laughs> for sure it's crazy though like it's just wild to me because the the fact that you got like such a boilerplate and also as soon as you hear that like we don't discriminate you immediately you're like yeah ah! that's code language for we absolutely we have, do. We have, a, we have a default type and I you're think not what that it, it yeah. really what they have certain sponsored players underneath them most of which are underneath racing or things mm-hmm. like skateboarding and snowboarding like very very big 
sports, not necessarily esports. Like they don't have a single esports player under them. Mm. It's it's almost all like new age sports, skating, you know, boating, rowing, things like that. And they they all appear to be a certain way, right? But I think the language there was basically so that if someone did get denied, they couldn't be like, it's because I'm at an intersection, you know? But things like that give me fuel to like spite people even more, which I'm happy to say I have. Like, so now when you Google my name, like a lot of people will tag me on Twitter because I have the tag name of my display name is sharpie my tag is the purple sharpie so people will type in sharpie and i'll actually come up first mm. before sharpie which i'm sure gets me, got me a lot of hate during our previous administration being there for like sharpie gate which i didn't really care that much about because i was able to sell those impressions to sponsors but it was <laughs> like it was really funny because people would be like yeah that's why those those republicans are doing this i'm like hey what's up i play esports um, why am I trending? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really it's funny stuff like that. That's always that happens to me because my name is so similar to other mm. IPs. That's really interesting. <laughs> um, what's your favorite game on stream or off? I, like, would you say that with content creation and the fact that you've kind of focused on fighting games, would like your favorite games be fighting games or do you have other things that you enjoy playing as well? I consider myself a gamer first and foremost. I believe I, I gained no- notoriety because I started competing Mm -hmm. specifically inside of the fighting game Skullgirls. But prior to that, I was competing in Super Smash Brothers Melee. And a common misconception is that people think that I only like fighting games. The reality is I have competed in several different games besides fighting games. I competed at a collegiate level for League of Legends and a local level. I hosted events and large tournaments, which gave me the skills to run tournaments that I run today. Mm -hmm. Um, But certain communities especially competitive communities are not always welcoming to people that happen to be of color um the fighting game community was birthed around arcades specifically inside of inner cities inside of the continental united states and inside of japan and so a majority of people that attended these locations didn't have money for commodores Mm. or nintendos or a lot of gaming systems like sega genesis so they went to arcades to play and most of those people were people of color specifically african-american communities so a large demographic of people inside of the fighting game community specifically the traditional fighting game community are african-american they do look like me so the reason I'm well known as I have this community is to be very frank this is one of the only communities that didn't immediately look at me and you're like you're black And that comes before everything else. Almost every other community I've ever been in, especially when it comes to gaming, has always treated me black before anything else. Before I was even treated as a woman, before I was treated as queer, I was always treated as black first. And that is a very hard thing to overcome when you are an age that is still in the process of growing into who you are. So the fighting game community was the very first time I felt like people were seeing me as a woman, as a queer individual, as someone as someone that deserved to be here because of what they were putting into the community. So that's where I stayed. I stayed inside of the place where I felt welcome, where I didn't feel like I necessarily had to focus as hard as fighting to be seen. I still had to fight and mm-hmm. to be seen inside this community. That's not something that just dissipated for me. It was just significantly easier for me to do that here than it was inside of the League of Legends community or even inside of the Super Smash Brothers Melee community. Yeah, that makes sense. I can I can see that kind of being really, really valuable, having a community where you kind of feel like other aspects of you actually get to take the spotlight for once rather than yeah. it always being like one. I can understand that being kind of powerful, I guess. It was a way. nice change. It was... Mm-hmm. It was it was something that allowed me to be a lot more comfortable playing the game and focusing mm-hmm. on what I wanted to do inside of gaming and focusing on the narrative that I wanted to tell. But also, it's one of those things where it's like, if you have a very big interest in competitive gaming, naturally, you're going to end up inside of one of these communities. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people of color, especially African-Americans, the fighting game community is usually the most welcoming just because it's the place mm. where most competitive people aren't seen as toxic. They're not seen as loud and boisterous. They're not kicked out for being like too much, which is something that happened very frequently when I was competing inside of League of Legends. I would be seen as too much or incredibly toxic or too loud or just like, especially if I wasn't considered attractive by someone, just being incredibly annoying. So that doesn't happen as much inside of the fighting game community as it did there. Right. 
And I'm so sorry. I've been like picking your brain for the last, <laughs> I don't know, like 10 or 15 minutes. Confetti. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've no, just I've had just, so many questions. I've just been it. listening and absorbing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I know a lot of the things like um, in my local area, like I hear a lot of the things that, you know, Sharpie's echoing, like how welcoming the fighting game community is. But, you know, that shifts when you um, change into, you know, a different type of video game. So that's mm-hmm. like very interesting that that's like, that is really like the, the universal feeling. Mm-hmm. And also I was reflecting because um, my uncle and my mother, um, they're born in Philadelphia, but they would always talk about going to the arcade. And my uncle was very competitive. And then my mom kind of got into the competitive spirit. Yeah. Um, but like the where they went to go was the this local arcade in West Philly. I don't believe is there anymore. But um, <laughs> that is something that like that kind of brought like the community together, something positive to do, because, you know, growing up in Philly during the times that they were growing up is was really tough. So like that was kind of like their safe haven together, which was like really, really cool. You know, when you're when you're surrounded by like all these things, because, you know, intersectionality is something that like I always talk about, like here on boss level and also in gaming in general. Like, how do you manage, you know, maneuvering through those lanes constantly? Because I know that can be exhausting because I know I have my experience. But like, what is your experience kind of managing those different lanes and always, you know, staying focused to what you got to what you got to accomplish? I come first every single time. I come first. And that's a recent conversation I had to start having with myself. Um, I'm 31. Like I recently turned 31 back in April, but a week before my birthday, I had a nervous breakdown because my content started blowing up like two years ago. And I just hadn't stopped for two years straight. Just about Milady. I know we did a shoot with Logitech, uh, a while back in February where we were both out there and I was just like, I was running on empty that entire time, but it was never visible on my face. And I had been at 300% for like the last almost 720 days before that. So it was one of those things where it's like my body just literally came to a standstill because it got to the point where it was like, I was handling um, the wake, the wake of the wake of Black Lives Matter with George Floyd's murder. I was handling like the fighting game community starting to go through a cleansing and becoming more accepting in general. I was handling uh, my game, Skullgirls, the game that I had spent several years focusing on getting a spotlight and needing to be the face of a game that I didn't necessarily want to be the face of because I had um, a negative experience with a previous developer for the game. Like it was a really hard time for me. And I had to shoulder all of that while also showing people that we are welcoming and we are friendly. And I don't think people truly understand how much weight that can put on someone like me. You know, I've never really complained about it. I try really hard not to complain because I know most people don't want to hear about these struggles. But the truth of the matter is, is that it was weighing on me in my personal life, especially since at that time I had been separated from my now fiance. So I was living by myself in the middle of quarantine. I wasn't able to talk to anybody. I was literally isolated from my friends and family while dealing with all of this hate online just because I was who I was. And it was very difficult to navigate because I always put community first before myself. So I'm at a point in time where now when I want to address something, I'm like, is this going to cause more stress to you? then it would help somebody else. And if that answer is yes, I never do it. Doesn't matter if it would help the community. Doesn't matter if it would help like uh, marginalized people. If it will hurt me, I do not do it. Just because it's, I can't, I can't shoulder that pain anymore. Uh, I shouldered it literally for 20 years. I've been inside of the fighting game community since I was 19 years old was when I hosted my very first tournament uh, for Super Smash Brothers Melee. And I have been nonstop working to make sure the communities that I'm a part of have always felt like they are welcoming to people like me and other marginalized people that I may not necessarily be a part of. But it's one of those things where I had to stop and be like, is this something that I can actively continue to do and continue to support? So I've kind of changed I, I apologize for like the long winded answer on this, but to answer your question. No, don't apologize. <laughs> no, really. It's it's no, that's Managing intersection basically to me means understanding that I come first and understanding that my community comes second and then society comes third. If I'm able to assist my community before society, I will do that. If I'm able to assist society after I help myself and my community, I will do that. 
but I cannot continue to try to make societal changes when our world has not necessarily shown that they respect the work ethic of people like me, especially black femmes. I cannot continue to do that. And so I've had to start saying no to opportunities that I don't feel like respect me or my community. And that's just how I navigate now. Previous to this, I would say I do anything that helps people like me. I don't do that anymore. That's mm-hmm. just y'all can call it spoiled. You can call it Hollywood. You can call it esports, whatever you want. I don't care, mm-hmm. listener. I am doing it for me and I'm going to be here a real long time. So I have to be able to be stable. Yeah. Yeah. That, you got to I mean, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's very real, especially like for there's just I've been doing a lot of like unpacking myself just as you know, a, a black person, queer person, you know, as a woman and like doing all these unpacking things. And like, I think like I began my metamorphosis. I It was literally just like a tweet by a content creator that I follow, but it's just like, don't break yourself down into bite pe- into little pieces. If they can't take who you are as a whole, let them choke. Yep. And but like, yep. then I start then I started reading bell hooks and then I started like, you know, like getting yes! more into And I'm just like, like literally like black women we <laughs> i think there's something just within the black community especially as like black femmes like where we are kind of expected to shoulder everything and put the self all the way like to the back like you know yes. and it's just like enough is enough i love a lot of the healing that has been happening in the black community especially for black women um just saying like no like i come for i'm i'm tired i'm tired of this mm-hmm. i'm putting me first and that's like an every space that's in every career like i i'll know like you know if you uh, be on you know a black woman tiktok or you know black women self-care t- but like honestly though that work is really being done you know therapy and everything like that so like i i don't know well if you're watching this on youtube but yeah um but for our listeners like i was just sitting in the back like like (laughs) shaking my head because it's just like no that's that's very that's very real because it's just like you know especially when like um, I don't know, because, you know, we did we did do the thing in February. But like one thing I do like about Logitech or Astro is that like they take they take us like as we are. Yes, they do. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, it's Black History Month. Let me do something for you. Oh, it's Women's History Month. Let me do something to you. They're just like they take I, I I felt like they're like the brand first that like I've ever worked with. That's just like, no, we want you. Yes. You the person. Yes. And that felt like home for me. But it like it took until this whole time to really realize that that other aspect of that relationship because I I wasn't putting myself first so like I don't apologize because I feel everything that you're saying one hundred percent yeah and I'm just enjoying sitting and absorbing it all because I think it's really valuable <laughs> to hear do you know what I mean like as a person obviously I'm white so like I don't have what? the same experience I know imagine I had no idea but no I so as a a white queer woman. Um, my experiences are not quite the same, obviously, but I have actually like seen on social media and stuff. There is this really weird obsession with especially people putting so much like burden upon black women and expecting so much work from black women. And it's baffling to me. And it's, it's something I'm getting exposed to a lot more as I meet more people in the space. And you see all these people who are just being expected to do all of the work. And I'm like, why? How? How? How is that supposed to work? I don't understand. Like, I can only imagine what it feels like to be that person who's having those expectations placed on you because it's so much, and there's no one else who seems to be willing to like pull up and actually pull their weight. Do you know what I mean? Like, it does. It's it, it, the mads ain't mads in. What I noticed not. was back in 2020 during the wake of once again the very infamous George mm-hmm. Floyd murder. Um, a lot of people were trying to give voice to people like me, specifically Black femmes inside of the community, because they thought that we were supposed to be the voice every single time. And mm-hmm. I have no qualms about speaking about racial relations inside of the social economic situation and the social economic environment that is the United States of America, because I'm very well learned. I know my history, my parents uh, I guess I can say this because they're not considered a terrorist group anymore, but my, my parents were originally Black Panthers. And so they taught me about my history. They taught me about uh, like African history. And my stepmother, who was Ethiopian, taught me a lot about Northern African history and a lot of the same things that happened inside of early chattel slavery because of Northern African slave trade. And so there was a lot of things that I know that standard 
gamers, uh, even black gamers inside this community don't know. There's a lot of things that happen at a higher level inside of gaming in general that people just don't know come from extensions of societal issues that happen specifically because of race relations between African-American and the United States government. And like my whole thing has never been specifically to educate people about that. My whole thing has been if someone asks me a question, I want to be able to help them understand why it is that way so that we can do better. But it should never exclusively be on me to do that. And I get frustrated because I've never built my platform to only be about black rights or black societal issues. But in 2020, everybody pushed that on me. And it's not something yeah. you can really yeah. put away after you take it out. That's why I wasn't actively publicly addressing all of these things. I would I would speak out when I felt like I needed to mobilize my community for certain issues. But it wasn't like I was only like, hey, here's a here's a problem. Here's a problem. Black, 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 black. I believe in black positivity. I believe in experiencing black gaming at and everywhere. People talking about, hey, my family came out to come see me and Twitch chat. People like Milady, you were like, I saw that and that was awesome. That reminded me how our families fight. Yes, that is something that happens that we need to be reminded of happening because not enough stories like that are sh are shared. When my mom found out I was commentating Evo, the very first thing she said is, I'm gonna pull up in the auntie's chat and tell all your cousins. That's such a black thing to do. That yes. is that's such an old <laughs> black woman thing to do. She was I like, I'm that. gonna tell the church, you're not gonna be cussing, right? I'm gonna tell the church, you know. <laughs> Like all of that stuff. Those but are things. That part. That's, <laughs> Wait, I gotta check in. <laughs> that's Before black I joy. Exactly. And that's what I, I that. wanted to build a platform showing is that that mm -hmm. exists. But back when there was only black anger inside of the world, everyone was pushing me up to be like, how can we stop all of this black anger? How can we do that? And that just feels very inauthentic to me because when you're only mad about black anger, you don't allow black joy to be seen. You don't allow black sadness to be seen. You don't allow black, um, black confusion to be seen. You don't see all these multifaceted emotions that people who are black experience. And you don't see any of the people who are at the intersection of black and Caucasian or black and Hispanic or black and Latinx or black and Asian either because you're only focusing on one thing. And I've never liked that. I've never appreciated that. I've always tried to remove myself from that. But when my voice needed to be heard, the uh, unfortunate thing is that once you open that, you can't box Close it, it again. Right. Yeah. So after people gave me a platform, I was like, well, what do you think about the black experience in America? I went off and that's just all it takes. I, yeah. I lost followers. I gained followers. But like, I don't care because it's a it's an aspect of who I am. But I can never mm -hmm. put that away. And I don't regret doing it. I literally do not. I just if I had been able to choose my own story, I would have done it significantly later inside of my career when I was at a point where I felt as though my community was ready to have that conversation. I do not feel like the United States of America is ready to have that conversation around race right now. And I don't feel like the gaming community is in a place where my message ultimately got to the people who needed to hear it. In that regard, I am disappointed and I do feel like I failed my community in some way, shape or form, but I'm still going to move forward because at the end of the day, I'm still here, I'm still black and I'm still queer and no one's going to take that away from me. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic.
Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I think it's just very interesting because like, you know, before 2020, like my background is in higher education and a lot of people just didn't know that. And it wasn't like if somebody asked like what I did, like I'm just like, oh, yeah, I work in higher education, but it wasn't something I always put out there. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I was working in residence life, but I was also teaching. So, you know, when a lot of those things were happening and people like it, like you're so educated on this topic. I'm like, yeah, this is my nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like, yeah, like I, it's what the, I do. Yeah, the, the bookshelf that I have is like the, those are things I, I I read. I have to actively read for you know mm-hmm. my courses and my syllabi and stuff like that. So it's like, but yeah, like before that, like it wasn't like I hid away from those things. It's like once you open that in, then that's the expectation that's put on you. And I love, I don't remember who the uh, professor was, but on Twitter, she was like, I like wish for the day where black little girls can come on here and just be content creators and just be in their joy. And they don't have to be the leader of the trailblazer of, they can just be here and post about dolls or it was like, you know, really like silly examples, but like that also matters too. Like I want to come on here and post about some dolls, post about some Funkos and not have to be the trailer or like you know the trailblazer of like you could just be you know the person that does do that and not have that expectation put on you or expected of you because mm-hmm. that's the part that's annoying it's like the expectation it's like mm-hmm. nah i'm just here i just want to play stardew and watch yeah. the ratchetry unfold like that's just what i want to <laughs> see like, like everybody oh should God. have the opportunity <laughs> to see somebody like them doing just cool shit like it, just it, being it should happy. be yeah yes. Like experiencing things in the games industry, experiencing things in gaming that is just fun for the sake of being fun every now and then. Right. Like I feel like there's this horrible pressure for, um, obviously, especially uh, uh, black women. I It's the one time that I've seen it more than any other time to be constantly like at the forefront of leading some kind Everything. of like statement about something or the fight for something. And it's like, it's fair that y'all are tired. You know, that's like, why. Like when Roe v. Wade came out, I saw many black women, I think say a majority of us be like, yeah, we're good here. I, I, <laughs> the only comment I made was that, hey, um, I'm not trying to get suspended on this website. So like y'all best be voting, which is what I've been saying for like literally the last 12 years of my life. Um, and if you don't think voting matters, then you're then you're ignoring the voice of the only thing that you have as a mm-hmm. private citizen. If you if you think that there's another alternative that you would like to do, then do it. Then go off. But don't yeah. o- don't be over here telling people to like literally stop the system that got people out of chattel slavery. Like don't do that. You know what I mean? Like don't my ancestors, my great grandmother, my grandmother, and my mother have all fought for the ability for my voice to be hold- heard at a local level. To the point that, like, I, I think I, I feel like I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. When I was 16 years old, the high school that I went to was expanding their districts at a local level. Mm. Me being the 
me being the civil minded person that I am, that I grew up to be, that my parents have always taught me to be, went to the school board meeting that they had in the city council meeting. And I talked about why our school was a fantastic school that taught a lot of different like people, especially people inside of ESL, uh, immigrant children. I talked about how I was a part of the orchestra, how I've been learning several different languages, how I was inside of the IB program, how I was like a, a B plus average student, how I take an orchestra for at that point, I think 14 years or so because it was offered inside of my public schooling system and how it was a fantastic school. I had these suburban moms who were Caucasian basically come to me to my face and immediately after me and talk about how my school was ghetto, how my school had security de like detectors and metal detectors, all these things, how we had shootings and all these gangs and stuff just because our school was more ethnically diverse than other schools inside of our county. And ultimately, the school board and city council listened to them because they could vote because yeah. they had the ability to vote people into city council. That's why I'm such a big advocate for voting, voting at a local level, especially a local level. If you only vote, vote at a local level. I went to the YMCA after school. I was sponsored by the Intel Computer Clubhouse. We didn't have a computer in my house when I was growing up. I learned everything that I know about content today. When I was going after school to the Intel Computer Clubhouse, where I then learned how to make music, I learned how to create a resume, I learned how to, I would do my homework there, I would work on content creation, I learned Photoshop and Premiere. These were things that would never have been afforded to me that I actively use today at the age of 31 because Intel was actively supporting our local YMCA at a local level. Those are things mm -hmm. that do not exist if people do not vote at a local level for certain places to be around there for people who don't even, and I live in an affluent neighborhood. I was considered a part of the 25% of people that were lower middle class or upper lower class that did not necessarily have enough money to be inside of all these after school programs. These are things that the local government provided for me that I was able to get to. And I don't think enough people understand that or care about it, especially when it comes to gaming. They don't understand that gaming is a resource to a lot of people inside of these neighborhoods that gives them the tools to get out of these neighborhoods, that gives them the tool to expand themselves. We are the main demographic that it could help. And the unfortunate aspect of it is, is that like, we're not the people that it's affecting because of local laws, because of larger state laws, because of things that people are not voting at or doing at a local level. And that all starts with going out there, registering to vote and being active at your local level. I was able to tell my local YMCA, hey, I can get people in with Logitech and get amazing uh, pressure and, and things like that here so that people can get funded. People can get scholarships, even if they may not necessarily be the best student because of their creative skills. That is something that now helps my local community. But like, imagine if that had never happened because several people generations before me didn't vote to increase the funding of the communities inside of my local area like that. Never. I never would be here. And I think yeah. more people need to be aware of that effect because there are actual children who will never get to decide where they're born, where they grow up and all they'll get is what they have. Then it's up to us adults actual adults, people over the age of 18 to tell our local government, this is what we want for those children. Just point blank, period. I think this is a super awesome conversation and I really want to continue it, but we have reached a save point. So we're going to take a super short ad break and I'm going to pick your brain some more because I'm enjoying sponging. I feel like I'm absorbing a lot of information and it's great. So <laughs> let's take a super short break and we'll be back in a second. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. 
the ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Welcome back from our ad um, as we're um, we're still here with Sharpie. And, you know, we're just having a really great conversation. It's just really flowing. And I absolutely love this. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about um, back about your career. What are some of the your favorite moments from your career so far? Um, so I do want to just reiterate my full time job is in computer engineering. I work in <sighs> I.T. I'm technically help desk, but they pay me very well. So I actually don't care about like my title or anything like if they give me 75 grand a year like i don't care what you call me call me tier one whatever if i get benefits i'm cool but inside of my gaming career i think the important thing to note is that i have been streaming for now 12 years i started back in 2010 and one of the things that i've noticed is um i started streaming on twitch one of the things that i've noticed is how different the ecosystem has come for people like me who are just trying to be creative and trying to create a community and how unfortunate it is that because we exist inside of a system where creation is now seen as commodifiable and not necessarily unique, um, voices like myself, unfortunately, sometimes go unheard. Um, mm-hmm. So I've always tried to create content that speaks to me specifically. So a lot of my content comes from me- my music background because I played violin for, I guess, going on 22 years. I was professionally classically taught um, and I played for a very long time inside of school. So now a lot of my content inside of gaming, especially since I almost exclusively live on TikTok now, most of my content revolves around a musical look at video games and an interesting look on the day to day of competitive gaming. So I've always thought that TikTok has become a better resource for creators who are just looking to grow a community in general, mm. but Twitch is still a really good resource for people trying to get paid. Like really? <laughs> it's really That's easy to make money on t- Twitch. Um, at least for me, like I, I bring in subs like crazy subs are very easy for me to gain. Cause I know how to be like entertaining because of my musical background and because of my performing background. But I've noticed that TikTok tends to reward people who are just consistently posting which is really easy when you could post anything on there instead of like having to have the equipment to go live. So I guess my content background is I started on Twitch. I fell out of love with Twitch because I didn't feel as though they were respecting me as a creator and they weren't respecting a lot of people um, that look like me as creators. So I left Twitch, went over to TikTok, and now I just kind of live on TikTok and YouTube. Yeah. It's very interesting for talking about Twitch because I was talking to like a few people and it's just like, as far as like the pay and stuff like that, because I know like the that's been a trending topic. I mean, I muted streamer Twitter like three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. I have peace on Twitter. Let me tell you something. 
<laughs> but yes, like I know before I did that, it was a lot of it was talking about like the the pay discrepancy. And like I think mm-hmm. that's when they something had leaked and they were saying like, oh, everybody's gonna go to the 50-50 split. And then like all the top white creators lost their oh, mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, poor you. Oh. Um <laughs> but um yeah, I, that's very interesting because I haven't like heard that perspective. I that should it's a very well paying. That despite me being on the Twitch front page a total of six times this year, um, 11 times last year, and being verified on Twitter and having over 300 concurrent viewers while I was on the front page of the invited very first Black History Month activation that Twitch had, I am still not a Twitch partner. So I should say that first and foremost. And it's not, it's not, in fact, Twitch denied me partnership the day after Black History Month. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, I have the email and I will send a screen cap to both of you. But it's like literally Women's Month started and they were like, actually, you didn't hit the goal. Yeah, no. Hey, that's why I'm out of love with Twitch as a platform. That's fair. I, that's very I, fair. It's not for me. The advert, they were running ads on my, I got affiliate within two days of me get, of me literally getting affiliate I literally got affiliate within 48 hours of me of that of that program being released publicly I am somebody that Twitch actively profited off of during Black History Month I got an 800 $840 payout and I know for a fact Twitch made over $2000 off of my channel mm-hmm. I know that for a fact and so when people ask me why I'm not streaming on Twitch why I'm not doing this, because they do not respect me as a creator. They have had multiple times to respect me as a creator. I am currently applying for partnership right now because times two. But it's like, why should I? Why should I be over here fighting and shucking and jiving to get partnership just to get a little bit more pennies when there are other platforms who are begging for streamers like me, who when I inspire all these other streamers, when I am a technical based person, who learned how to do hardware inside of college, who went to school for this stuff, who creates an amazing experience with my high-tech software. Why should I be fighting to stay on your platform? Because you're the only one here? No, honey. I'm sorry. I don't know who told you that, but I got a choice. And as long as I got a choice, I'm not staying here. So, like, that's, that's my whole thing about my content journey, is realizing that I have worth, that just because my worth doesn't exist to a certain company, it does to others. And shout out to Logitech for always respecting my worth, even when I move to other platforms. Because if there's one thing they do is give me a check, all right? Regardless, regardless, because they see how I activate my audience. They know what my activated, they know what my audience is purchasing and they know the metrics that are being used to measure my audience and they like those metrics. They don't mm-hmm. like the same metrics that like Ninja uses because Ninja could have the exact same activation as me and actually get a lower, uh, like a lower yeah. click through rate because yeah. he's not as he's not as inter- he's not able to integrate his source material as easily as I am. And like, I think that's something people create is like forget is that I am a creative and an artist first. Right. I am a gamer after I create for sponsors material and I can do that. I can create. I wish more people recognize that aspect of myself. Um, but, you know, it's it's what happens inside this industry. Right. It's capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, on that, we, we, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a conversation with me after that because I, oh my god, <laughs> did you not know <laughs> that? Go ahead, Psyche. Go ahead. I, I didn't know. Say, do you think it's changing? Do you think it's getting better? Do you think it's getting no. worse? I don't think it will ever get better as long as Amazon owns it. Amazon Care? cares about one thing. Like people mm. have to understand, and this is no shade in any way, shape, or form to companies, but people have to understand first and foremost, Twitch is a business. Yeah. Twitch is the number one streaming website on the internet. Mm-hmm. YouTube doesn't even beat it for live content. It is the number yeah. one streaming website on the internet, which is the reason why Amazon purchased it. The mm-hmm. ads that everyone's getting now, everyone knew it was moving to that the minute Amazon purchased it. Twitch cleaned house. This is not news. This is not brand new. Everybody fighting for stuff now needs to understand. It's been over. Amazon does not care. Amazon mm-hmm. doesn't care. They have already spent money on these acquisitions. They don't care about retaining people. They already have the platform. Twitch is already a brand name. If I tell my uncle about Twitch, he'll know what it is. If I tell my nephew about Twitch, he'll know what it is. It's not about getting the brand name out there anymore like Mixer. They bought a product and that product will provide ads. The top like sponsors, large sponsors, PlayStation, Sony, like 
Microsoft will buy ads on Twitch. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who's streaming there or not. They will buy ads on that platform. Yeah. It's bigger than any streamer. I left because my voice was not valued by a small aspect of that company that I thought valued my my voice. I left because competitive gaming t- like Twitch did not respect my voice. Re- gaming partnership Twitch did not respect my voice. So I left. That's just what mm-hmm. it is. Now I occasionally come back because I want to. That's my choice. That is completely and totally my choice. But my main platform will be TikTok. And that's because I feel as though TikTok is working harder at respecting my voice than Twitch ever did. And that's just what it is. The The hate raids that have been happening recently that everyone's complaining about, like as of a year and a half ago, and the I'm very first time I, I got hate raided in 2015 by 4chan. And yeah. my whole thing is, if it's still happening today, do you really think Twitch is dedicated to changing? Like, uh, call me a fool once, but I ain't Bobo the fool twice. That's what I'm saying. That's how I feel about it. And so it's like when people tell me, can it change? Yeah, it can. Will it change? No. They have a business model that works. They have their stock options. They have their equity options. Amazon stock went up after they acquired Twitch. It'll continue to go up, even if Bezos isn't the head, because that is a company and companies make profit. They're yeah. bigger than any one person. Yeah, for sure. Like I represent Logitech. You think if I don't represent Logitech tomorrow, the company's going to fail? No. <laughs> It'll yeah. be fine regardless. It'll be fine regardless. Companies are not people. People are not companies. And I mm-hmm. think something that we do inside the gaming community is creating a fallacy where we believe that one is the other. Yes. And that's not 100%. true. Stop coming for creators when you're you, when you're mad at a company, right? I yeah. got mad at the company. And that's mm-hmm. why I had to be quiet about being mad at the company is because when you mad at a company and you're somebody like me, it becomes an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like it becomes a problem. And honestly, I wouldn't have shared that story if Twitch had just bought my silence by partnering me. It was very simple. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. (laughs) It was very simple. (laughs) I do feel like there's this really weird like obsession with, I, I certainly see it in like Twitch chat. I see it on Twitter all the time where people for some reason seem to like put companies on a pedestal and treat them like they give a shit about you. Like, I'm sorry, but that, like a lot of the time, no, obviously there are definitely exceptions to that, that rule to an extent, but like a company is going to prioritize profit. That's just the way yeah. it is. And yes. by giving them, like you're kind of like anthropomorphizing them and giving them human qualities when they're a collection of people and the people at the top are geared towards money. That's just the yeah. way it is. Yes. It's and it's wild it to me. I don't, I don't mind it as much as I used to when I was younger because I'm old enough to understand that Companies are just uh, companies are just a byproduct of the societal norms that we live in inside mm-hmm. of Western culture today, which is, of course, capitalism. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because every single conversation I have is like an Uno reverse card where it's like, when is Sharpie going to bring up capitalism? You know, like <laughs> when, is, when is Sharpie going to do that? And the realities of it is, it's not that capitalism is bad. It's really just that, like, I think people forget that capitalism is a relationship between people and companies, right? It's supply Mm -hmm. and demand. And when you remove people's opportunity to interact with it, then it becomes a much more disgusting version of capitalism, Mm -hmm. you know? So I would say that it's not even like this version of capitalism we're currently in. A lot of people say late stage capitalism all the time. I like to say it's, it's a byproduct of us not using our voices and being very content with what we're getting instead of understanding what we're giving up in the process as someone that understands my history and someone that understands the possibilities of where we can go. It's really difficult for me to feel comfortable always giving up my voice, even if it means that things may be a little bit harder for me in the short run, but I can't do that anymore because I'm old and I'm tired and I got to protect my peace. So it's like, it's just, that's (laughs) That's what I was doing throughout my twenties was fighting for that change. When I realized a lot of people in my age group, especially inside of gaming, weren't as concerned about doing that and seeing them get opportunities regardless and seeing them stop fighting the man because they didn't really care about the man until it personally mm. affected them. I was like, you know what? The system, the system is really crazy because it, 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 uh, it promotes apathy. Yes. Mm. It promotes apathy. And I'm it about kind to start of speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> it rewards, it rewards people for being complacent. And ultimately, that's why I'm comfortable with a company like Logitech, which encourages me to be as loud as I want about topics that really ultimately matter to me and towards moving towards a more equitable future, which is what I feel Mm -hmm. like Logitech's doing. 
That's great. Hashtag, um, I, 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 I I promise we should say like this. This uh, podcast is not sponsored by Logic. It's <laughs> not just me. <laughs> just me. Wait, sorry, that happens every episode because I always bring up Logitech <laughs> as an example for something, what? and it's just like it's a good example. Like yeah, yeah, blue Yeti, blue Yeti microphone, a forty <laughs> headset, a yo Logitech Aurora shirt, bro. <laughs> Look, look, I am paid for, okay? Like, hey, <laughs> look, I'm, every just, year. I'm just, I'm saying that, like, there are very few companies who will take a chance on somebody like me mm-hmm. and seeing Intel, like, un- unofficially sponsor me from a young age just by providing for me and at the YMCA, seeing Logitech do it for me now so I can continue to be a voice for emerging voices, especially black femme voices inside of the gaming community, inside the competitive gaming community, that makes me happy. And I feel like that's worth shouting out. So yeah, um, ultimately, I do feel as though you should be supporting, obviously, sponsors that allow for a fantastic fem based podcast like this to occur and to have people like me on. But I, I would be I would be lying if I didn't say to grab yourself a Logitech Brio, which is the webcam that I'm using right now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying. I'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> I look I, I'm very conscious that we're going to run out of time very soon so I would really love to ask uh, Sharpie do you have any upcoming projects that you'd like to shout out or things that you're going to be working on that you'd like to share and can share I do and I can Ooh. I can officially announce that I am exclusively a multiverses content creator moving forward meaning that I am directly working cool. with Warner Brother Games, as well as Player First Games, in order to help market the game. So I'm incredibly excited about that. You can follow me on TikTok.com slash at sign DA Purple Sharpie. I am also on YouTube. And more importantly, I am on Instagram, the Purple Sharpie on literally all platforms. And if you enjoyed my voice, I do also have a podcast that I do with a trans femme by the name of Yahozi from the fighting game community, uh, where we talk about trending topics inside the fighting game community and the gaming community in general called FGC Cast, wherever you get your local uh, podcasts, specifically on Spotify. So I really hope people will support us as we try to support others and amplify their voices inside of the specifically traditional fighting game community. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to both of us. It's been really great talking to you. And I'm just sad we don't have more time because this conversation was amazing. I like a I general really pleasure. It. Oh my gosh. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I wish I had literally infinite amount no, of time to talk to you both. Totally understand. <laughs> you fine. got stuff to do. Totally understand. Um, and confetti, where can people find you? I am Milady Confetti on all platforms. Um, I don't have anything really special to announce, but yes, you can follow me on all of my platforms at Milady Confetti. Sweet. And I am Psyche. I'm Psyche on Twitch and Psyche Plays on Twitter and pretty much all social media except for TikTok because my name was taken and I was not smart about branding at all. Um, And I am the only thing I have to shout out is that I'm doing a very local talk on mental health in gaming next Thursday with a local charity organization that focuses on mental health and uh, other kinds of health within gaming and gambling. Um, so I will be doing that and uh, stay tuned on social media. If I can find a link for it, I will share it. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it from all of us. Thank you so much again, Sharpie, for taking the time to talk to us. Um, your side quest this week, everyone, is to catch us on social media at the Boss Level Pod. That is Boss LVL Pod. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for video episodes as well. You can find all the info for that on our social media. Thank you so much, everyone, for the support so far. We will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.